Hello, everyone. This is Make It A Podcast. My name's Evan. And I'm Kate. I get you're very on brand today before we <laughs> introduce the topic. I just want to say you are very on brand. I am very on brand and I'll let you know what the brand is later on. Absolutely. So before we do that, how are you? I'm good. I'm tired. Oh, I'm so tired. So it's midterm from college this week, but I was in work at 7am this morning. Oh, yeah. For delivery. Um, And I got off at four. And then my friend met me at my house at half four. And then she drove us out to Dunleary. Mm-hmm. And we walked the pier. And then we went to a sushi restaurant out there. Mm-hmm. And it was very nice. And we had a lovely evening. And yeah. And now I'm I'm here recording with you. And I'm wrecked, mm-hmm. but I'm content. How are you? I am erect, but also content. That's a good way to put it. Good. Uh, tired. Good. But moving. But moving on. Happy. All the things. Yeah. Just like just tired, but I can't complain. Yeah, that's it. So you know, it's just just one of those life things that makes like just just life is just tiring me. Yeah. Now next Friday, I'm just buzzing for next Friday because I'm going to Pelly finally. You are. Oh, the countdown's been. It feels like so long. I know. It does. It feels like a while since you booked the trip, but you're nearly there. Oh, cannot wait. <laughs> okay, so we're going to move on. So before we move on to pop news, which you would usually do, Katie brought something to my attention last week <laughs> in regards to a very famous actor. Weirdly enough, Friday night, I went to a screening of Titanic. This is the 25th anniversary. You did. So we're, what we're going to do is we're going to dissect the dating history of Leonardo DiCaprio. Yes, we are. So I have a page six article up here with all <laughs> of Leo's girlfriends, rumored hookups, all the things, right? Yeah. So the first one is Bridget Hall. So model Bridget Hall was linked to DiCaprio in 1994 at the launch of his career. Where it's unclear when they split, but some reports claim Hall has denied their affair together. And it, it's so interesting. It gives you the time of the, the age of the time of the split. So Leo was 19 mm. and she was 16. Oh. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've said it before. Like that's just icky. Like. Yeah. <laughs> Like, she's not even legal. <laughs> I know. Oh, God. You know? Yeah. She was. Um, actually, I just Googled her there, and in one of her Google search pictures, um, she looks like Kira Knightley. Oh, she does look like Kira Knightley. Yeah, doesn't she? Yeah. So then, this one, uh, rumoured hookup. Uh, DiCaprio reportedly hooked up with supermodel Naomi Campbell in 1995. But decided to keep things uh, platonic moving forward with the two have been friends ever since. So apparently he was 20 at the time of Split. She was 24. Yeah, she is older than him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah probably the only one. Probably the only one. We'll get to we'll get to some of the others in a minute. So. So Kristen Zhang was the next one. So DiCaprio dated the Michigan born model. For, for a year from 96 to 97 they reportedly split as a result of the skyrocket fame he experienced after the release of Titanic and they were both 22 at the time of the split oh okay 
Okay, so then the next one is Eva Herzegova. Uh, so uh, DiCaprio reportedly romanced the Czech model after meeting her at the premiere of The Man in the Iron Mask. They had a short-lived fling in 1998. So he was 23, she was 24. Oh. Okay. okay. So this is where it gets ropey. Mm. So, uh, it, so from 2000 to 2005, he dated Giselle Bunchen, who was a model. Um, the two shared a love of raising awareness for environmental causes and basketball. Mm. Uh, years later, she would go on to marry NFL star Tom Brady. He met her when she was 18 and he was 26. So at the time of the split, he was 30. She was 24. Right. They went out for okay. a, a long time. They did, actually. Yeah. So then we have Bar Rafaeli, um, the Israeli supermodel and Inception star, uh, an Inception star, dated between 2005 and 2011. The on-again, off-again relationship started after the couple met at a U2 concert in Las Vegas. So at the time of the split, he was 36 and she was 25. Mm. And she was about tw- she was about 19 when they met. Okay. And then he would have been how he would have been 31, wouldn't he? Yeah. When did they separate? 2005 to 2011. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, about that. She's 37 now, so. Yeah. So then we have Blake Lively. Mm. So, she briefly dated for five months in 2011 after meeting a aboard Steven Spielberg's yacht in Monte Carlo for the Cannes Film Festival. She's now married to Ryan Reynolds and they've just had their fourth baby. They Uh, have. They have. Yeah, so he was, when they split, he was 36, she was 24. Yeah. Not the worst on this list? No, it's not the worst on this list. I will agree with that. But still a fairly decent age gap. So next up, there's Aaron Heatherton. So, the Victoria's Secret model and DiCaprio dated for t- uh, 10 months before splitting in 2012. The Don't Look Up star was seen uh, partying with a gaggle of models shortly after the breakup. So, when they split, Di- DiCaprio was 37, she was 23. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it just gets worse as you go on. <laughs> yeah, like, she's only 33 now. Like, she's not even the age she was when he was yeah. with her. So next up, we have Alessia Ria Benkova. I'm sorry for the pronunciation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so DiCaprio was rumored to have briefly dated the American model and actress in 2013, but the relationship was never confirmed. Uh, according to this, at the time of the split, he was 38, she was 21. Oh. This is so bad. This gets worse. Yeah, it really does. Tony, uh, so next up is Tony Garen. Uh, DiCaprio shared a roughly one-year romance with another model, Tony Garn. The two were seen together at the 66 Cannes, 66 Cannes Film Festival in 2013, split the following year. Uh, DiCaprio's age at the time was split 40, her age at the time was split 22. Mm, yeah, that's one of the worst ones. Mm. 
So then you have Kelly Roback. Uh, so he dated the Sports Illustrated model for only a few months in 2016. Roback is now married to an attorney, Stuart Walton. So at the time of the split, he was 41, she was 25. No, like... Oh, it's... it's, it's oh, God. No. Oh, it's so much worse. Um, so then you have Nina Agdal. So he dated the Danish model Nina Agdal in 2016, but they broke up the following year. They remained friends after the split, and in December 2021, were seen sharing a friendly hello after running into each other at a club in Miami. So, uh, his a- his age at the time of split forty two, her age twenty five. Yeah, even under twenty five. Like, she yeah, like she was born in ninety two. <laughs> oh. uh, so then we have Lorena Ray. So, Caprio's mm-hmm. first spotted hanging out with the brunette model in Monaco in August twenty seventeen. They were seen mm-hmm. together in New York City uh, the following month, but the Great Gatsby camp started, insisted that the pair were just friends. Uh, according to this, he was 42 at the time of the split. She was 23. Uh, <laughs> okay, <so>. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so this was... Uh, I remember this being like a really long-term one. Okay, so this is Camila Marone. Mm-hmm. So she is a model, and uh, she a relation. Their relationship sparked in twenty seventeen. The couple traveled the world together and even adopted dogs as a pair. However, the four year relationship reportedly ended in twenty twenty two, and the breakup was announced just a few weeks after Marone turned twenty five. So his age at the time of the split forty seven, hers twenty five. Okay. And then, uh, who is his current girlfriend now? It doesn't go that far. I'll find out what's up. Leonardo. He has a girlfriend. Um, his girlfriend now mm-hmm. is called. Um, oh, it just says. Oh, it moved. I was like, it says. Oh, I don't have her here. Eden Polani. Yes. Yeah, so she's... Okay, so they're currently on it. He's 48, 49. 48. Yeah. He's 48. She's 19. Oh, it's just... Yeah, it's just... Like 19 <laughs> and 48. She wasn't alive when Titanic came out. No. <laughs> It's so bad. It's so bad. Like here says the Titanic actor hasn't been in a relationship with a woman over the age of 25 since the 1990s (laughs) and appears to have an age limit. Or so fans claim. Taking a look at his dating history, Leo has always had a preference for women in their early 20s. But like he's not in his early 20s anymore. No, he acts like it though. Well, I don't know. Well, like he does, yeah, obviously, but like he shouldn't. Man, yeah, like his girlfriend is at 19. 19 year olds should freak out. Oh, oh, no, what was that? The website I was on. Oh, they say playing the video, yeah. I even did that. What were you gonna say? 19 year olds should be freaking out over what? 
No, 50-year-old men should be afraid of 19-year-old girls. <laughs> like, they shouldn't be like, I'm going to date her. No! No, you won't. Like, it's just strange to me. And look, each of their own. But the thing is, like, it's not the first time he's done it. It probably won't be the last. They don't seem to last yeah. in these relationships. So he's obviously chasing something for I don't know what he's chasing. But mm-hmm. yeah, like he's 49 this year in November, but still. And then Eden Polani is. Oh, apparently the 19 year old is not. Dating Leonardo DiCaprio. Okay. <laughs> That's what a possibly Jewish magazine has to say. But they were seen out to get well, I don't know, maybe they're. But like, but then there's like other thing going, who's Leonardo DiCaprio's new Israeli girlfriend? So I don't know. Apparently, she deleted her Instagram after people were like speculating. Oh, I think it might be back up. No, yeah, back up. I have it up here. I think this is hers, unless I'm looking at like a fan page or something. Does it have a tick? Yeah, it does. Yeah, that's her. Okay, but she's stunning though. Yeah, she is cool. Of course, she's gorgeous. She's a model. Like most yeah. mod, every model is. I like. I'm out to idea that every woman is but like you know she's a model so she didn't get to be a model for no reason what do we think do we think leo's gonna get called out for this or no well i think i feel like he has yeah because the guy no i can't remember their names but the guy and the girl that are in the last of us who play the father oh, and daughter Pascal and the young actress i got her name yeah they have the same age gap yeah, and she's meant to be playing like a thirteen-year-old. <clears throat> yeah, well, that's just because she's really young. But like, well, it, it's just like you know. <laughs> yeah, but like that's the thing, and then like there was a picture, and it was like Leonardo, Leonardo, and this girl like standing close to each other on a red carpet or something, mm-hmm. and then it was them two on a red carpet. Oh yeah, <laughs> and it was just like see the difference. Yeah. <laughs> like one was real, like, you know, like insinuating relationship or like relations, and then the other one was literally like a father daughter thing. Like, <laughs> oh, like their age gap is how many years? Um, so 48 and 19. So, so near, near nearly 20. 20 years. Yeah. That would look, be like me. Like, Oh, I don't even want to think about it, but like that would I'm trying to figure out like how old that would make someone if they were if that was the age got taken away from me, but I'm really bad at maths. Um nineteen years, is it? Yeah, nineteen. Their age gap is four age. Yeah, no, that is true. Oh my god. Oh that would mean that if this worked for everybody. That would mean my future partner would be now seven. Oh, God. Oh. That, imagine, I know it's different because she's grown up and she's a model and she's 
probably successful and has money and it's different and she's yeah. whatever. But um, imagine me look like obviously that, you know, the word I'm not going to say, but it is. If I was to look at a seven-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. But pedophilic, you know? Yeah. Now, I know she's a grown woman, so we can't say the same thing. And I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying that, like... like it's it's just... icky. And he's not... Well, he's start, I think he's starting to get called out for it, but he's kind of gotten away with it for too long. Yeah, 100%. People are like, oh, Like, he was older than we are by three years when she was born yeah so like he had three years senior on us when mm. she was an infant yeah that's bizarre <laughs> it is it's so disgusting like like he easily could have been her dad yeah like her dad is probably younger than him like he could be more than likely, yeah. More than likely. Definitely. And like, oh, it's just... I don't know, Leo, you need to stop it. You need to find someone that's your own age. Settle or down. like, or like even in their late 20s. Yeah. Mid-20s even. Mm-hmm. Not 19. Like, she can't rent a car in America. She can't drink in America. She can't drink in America. So, mm-hmm. like, and not that that defines a relationship, but I'm just saying, like, she's not even legal by the American law as mm-hmm. an adult. She's not an adult in America. Yeah. So, which means in America, he is going out with a teenager. Yeah, that's true, yeah. 19-year-olds are class and seen as teenagers. Yeah. So that means there's this nearly 50-year-old man who's gone out with a teenager and the only reason he's getting away with it is because of who he is. That is true. His name. That's the only reason people are letting him away with it. And it's not okay. And he should get backlash. And he should lose jobs. And, like, it's just bizarre. (laughs) It is. It's disgusting. It is. I agree. But, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio is gross. But you know who is not gross? Jack Dawson on the Titanic. That's... Yeah. He was a beautiful soul with amazing eyes and perfect hair. That's the only That's the only thing we like about Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. Yeah, he was. I do like young Leo. Mm. And I do like his movies. And I do think he's talented. But I also just need to think he needs to cough on a little bit. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. giving 29. Yeah. Mm. But like I saw this thing and it was like a woman posted and she was like, I just want to thank Zach Efron for changing um for being my type when I was 14 and still being my type at 29 <laughs> <laughs> or 26 or whatever it was. And I was just like, Yeah, that's me. Like, you know. <laughs> so. Okay, so we're gonna leave Leo in the past and sail on, just like the Titanic, into yeah. Pop news. Okay, so first up, we're all famous with Mickey Mouse. We're all famous with Mickey Mouse, familiar with Mickey Mouse even. Um, yes, these are the words that are coming out, of my mouth, coming out of my mouth right now. They're not coming out of my mouth. I don't know. Uh, so it looks like Disney have some new projects in the work. Uh, some familiar faces are making a comeback. So 
Zootopia 2 is officially in the works. Frozen 3 is officially in the works. And Toy Story 5 is officially in the works. My reaction exactly. Uh, we don't need a fifth one. We, we don't, don't need another one. <laughs> I can't process this ending again. Yeah, how, what are they going to do? Yeah, because we didn't say goodbye to everyone. Spoiler, if you haven't seen the fourth one. <laughs> yeah, go watch it. <laughs> Weird, bizarre, I'm not a fan. I don't want Again, Moneymakers. I thought Frozen 2 wrapped up nicely. I don't think we need a third one either. It's all about the money, isn't it? Yeah. I would love to see Zootopia 2, though. Zootopia 2 was fine because we we haven't had, like, it's only the second one. Yeah. But like, Frozen should be left where it is. Yeah. Toy Story should definitely, we didn't even need the fourth one, to be honest. We didn't. I enjoyed, like, I enjoy, I enjoyed the fourth one, but we didn't need it. We didn't need it. I did love it, but we didn't need it. No, we didn't need a third one either. We definitely, the third one's the worst one. Can we just say that? A Toy Story? Three. That's the best one. Nah, number two was the best one. Are you taking the base? No. I'm oh. genuine. Toy Story 3 ripped me apart emotionally. How dare you? Yeah, it can rip me apart emotionally, but just in my personal opinion, it's not the best. <laughs> well, your personal opinion's wrong. <laughs> I actually think it's two, four, three, and one. That's your wait. So you're going from worst to best or best to worst? Or best to worst. Two, four, three, three one. one. Yeah, because it's nostalgic, but I just think the story's like better. Oh, oh, oh that is fair. I just preferred it. I just prefer it. Like, I love them all. Yeah. Well, one sec. I had to yell at my dog. <laughs> she just muted herself and I could read her lips. He, I don't know if he could hear him, but he's just been barking out yeah, the no, back I could hear him. Yeah. yeah, I know. And that's why I was trying to keep muting it so he couldn't hear it. Sorry about him. Okay, anyway, we're going to move on from this Disney debacle and talk about the Brits. Now, so you watched the Brits, didn't you? I watched like halfway through. And what do you think about it? I didn't watch it at all. Do you think it was a good show? Um, yeah, I didn't see much of the acts or anything. I can't even remember who I saw play it, like perform. Mm-hmm. I didn't see Harry's performance. I didn't see Lizzo's performance. Mm-hmm. I saw what's his what's his name's performance. Um, Maya Jam was ex Stormzy. Oh, Stormzy. Yeah, that was okay. Um. It was very funny, actually, when the Arctic Monkeys lost to Wet Leg. Oh, yeah. And the 1975, Matt Healy was fuming. Like, you could see it in his face. Mm-hmm. He was not gracious at all about that. Wet Leg, actually, they done very well. They won a Grammy as well. Oh, yeah. No, I, I'm yeah. not too familiar with Wet Leg, but I, I think I should give him a listen. You, I think you really like them. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I actually really enjoyed them. They're good. I've listened to a few other songs. Kevin really likes them. It's it's two female leads in the band. Mm-hmm. It's a four piece, but like the two leads are, are female and, and they're brilliant. But also one of them said something like controversial on their speech, but like we don't know what it is because they got like silence. 
someone else got silenced as well. I can't remember who it was now. Mm. Oh, and also, you know, um, Irish band Fontaine's DC. Oh yes, yes. They won, but like, uh, most like all of them were in Australia except for one band member. <laughs> Why is he not? <laughs> like one band member went and accepted the award. They're all in the, do they not all need to be in Australia? Yeah, that's what me and Kevin were saying. Don't they all need to be in the same place if they're all like are they not touring? That's what we that's exactly our thoughts. That he <laughs> and he's had something controversial as well because he got beat he like he got silenced as well. A lot of silencing was going on at the Brits, but I did I did enjoy it. I did. Yeah, so we're gonna just talk about some of these winners. So you brought a Matt Healy, 1975 won Best Rock and Alternative Act. Yeah. Uh, Break My Soul by Beyonce won International Song of the Year. Mm-hmm. Harry Styles won Artist of the Year, and he thanked Niall, Louis, Liam, and Zayn, and said he wouldn't be there without him. Them. Harry That's Styles sick. won Best Pop R and B Act, and Beyonce won Inter- International Artist of the Year. She did. I love Beyonce. She did win. Okay, so I'm delighted with Beyonce. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, but like at this rate, bro. I said this about the Grammys as well. Oh, yeah, you did. But you're not just giving it to someone else. We know Beyonce is amazing. And we know she's an award winner. She's been an award win- winner since the womb. Like, <laughs> yeah, she has. <laughs> she's been an award winner since she started music. I know that that was a bit of an issue that not enough women were nominated this year. Yeah. Uh, but Beyonce is, is the woman to win. <laughs> she is. She is. Can I just show you something? Evan? What? What are you going to show me, Beyonce? My mic hasn't been plugged in. Oh. <laughs> okay. But I've been sitting here speaking into my mic, thinking it was plugged in, and it wasn't. <laughs> Is my sound quality better? Yeah, I didn't even notice. I was like, okay, it sounds a bit weird to be. Yeah, no, um, my mic wasn't plugged in, everybody. Okay, so now sorry. she's back up and running now. We'll return to the Brits, shall we? Let's return. I just, I had to show you that was so funny. I just saw the wire was like the other side of my bed and I was like, what are you doing over there? Sorry, man. Great. So, yeah, so the Brits, not enough females were nominated, apparently. Yeah, well, I do, uh, I do agree and I don't agree. Like, as in... Like there wasn't a lot of females nominated, but like it's always been a male dominated. Everything's male dominated. True. So while it was mm-hmm. um very, very, very heavily like male dominated, like, mm-hmm. you know, it's just because there's more of them and they get more opportunities. Yeah, because I know Charity XEX, she was asked about that and she's like, well, I had a number one album. I was an album cycle and I went on tour, so. She did get nominated, though. Did she? I yeah, she know. got nominated for something because she came up and Kevin was like, oh, I love Charity XEX. And I was like, what? Oh, was it? What? <laughs> <laughs> Since when? But, um... Is that a specific category? It must have been in a specific category. And I don't know. All I know is that Sam Smith said not enough women were nominated and then that caused Piers Morgan to be outraged for some reason. Oh, uh, yeah, well, you know him. <laughs> He's a dope. He is. So, anyway, congrats to all the Brit winners, uh, especially Beyonce. Uh, yeah. 
And what about Harry's little shout out actually to the One Direction boys? Well, I fair play to him. Like he won't, he wouldn't be there without them. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, I have no problem with it. Okay, so from musicians, from many musicians to another, uh, we're going to talk about Machine Gun Kelly. Mm. So, bit of a time, bit of a weird time for Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly. They were known as the It Couple in yeah. quotation marks. Uh. Through for all of Hollywood. Um, however, Megan Fox took her Instagram and posted a video of a letter burning caption with lyrics from Beyonce's lemonade track, Pray You'll Catch Me. Uh, the lyrics were, You can taste the dishonesty, it's all over your breath. Megan apparently only follows three people on social media Harry Styles, Eminem, and Timothy Chamelet. And mm-hmm. Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly were spotted at a marriage counseling office amid cheating rumors and speculation of split. Yeah, they were seen going to a party the weekend they broke up and then they left separately and then the next day she had all that up. Yeah. So, I don't know. But I didn't really see them lasting, to be honest. You didn't what, sorry? See them lasting. You didn't see them lasting? Oh, like I know they got married, but that doesn't mean that they're going to be together forever. I think, I don't, are they married or engaged? No, they got married. Are you thinking Courtney and Travis? No. I thought they both got married. I thought they got married at the same time. No. Are you sure? I'm going to yeah, look that up. I thought they did. Megan Fox and MGK married. The couple are yet to tie the knot and have not confirmed when the wedding will take place. Uh, okay. Right, okay. So they, they are engaged. They are not married. Right. Um... So, yeah, do we think she should... Look, I'm not the biggest fan of Megan Fox at all, really. Mm. But I just think... Do we just think they should split? Yeah. Do you not find... Does anyone find them, like, so annoying? Yeah, like, as soon as they came out, I was like, one, why are they together? And two, like, how are they together? And three, what is going on? (laughs) Who, what, where, (laughs) where? <laughs> it was just such an odd pairing that I never, ever would ever put them together in my head. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And like, she was such like a clean cut, like kind of it girl almost. Like doing all these, this stuff and whatever like that. And then she just gets with him. He was like just a bit of a bollocks, isn't he? Is um, yeah. Do we do we think he kind of ruined her rep a little bit? Well, not that she had much of a rep, but no, no, I don't. I actually think that she gave him a good rep. Do you think so? Yeah, he was. I genuinely think he got Wahor to like reach new heights in his career. Because yeah. we weren't talking about him before they got together. No, we weren't. And he's everywhere now. And the only reason he is everywhere is because of Megan Fox. Yeah. That's it. Well, one thing that me and Megan Fox have in common, we love Beyonce. <laughs> and Nick Miller. And Nick Miller. Oh, my God, that's true, yeah. <laughs> Forgot. Why well, I hate her in New Girl. But... <laughs> yeah, I didn't like her in New Girl either, but... Um. Yeah. Okay. Beyonce and new uh, Nick Miller. That's there all these have in common. Me and Megan Fox have more in common than we thought. 
Um. Anyway, we're going to move on. So we all know the famous song, I love you, you love me. I don't need to sing anymore because it breaks my absolute head. Mm-hmm. Um. So Mattel have announced a relaunch of the Bernie franchise. The revitalization of the brand will, sp- will span music, TV, film and YouTube videos. Looks like Bernie's getting a new look, however. Have you seen this? No. Look at it. Can you see? Oh, that's terrifying. So then we have, hold on, sure. OG Bernie. Yeah. And then we have this Bernie. No. He looks like Spyro. He does a little bit, but it's also a bit terrifying, do you not think? Yeah. Like, imagine that, like, with that as a teddy bear in your room in the dark. <laughs> like, no, thanks. I loved Barney. Oh, my God. Barney was my man. Mm-hmm. I loved Barney. I was obsessed. Um, Just everything. I actually was only singing a Barney song the other day. Um, it was when they were in Paris and they were saying, please and thank you are the magic words. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, that song. And I was I literally only singing it, like, two days ago. No. <laughs> <laughs> we're not here for this, this Barney reboot. Not even no. like that, anyway. No, I'm not here for it. Don't give them new looks. What's like, the point? It's like they give bananas in pajamas. But like kids haven't changed. Well, they kind of have. But like, as in what we would look at as a child, like kids now would watch that. Yeah. Why that's... does everything have to have a new, a new look? But apparently, didn't go out of fashion because of the way he looked. Yeah. Went out of fashion because he fell off and all the kids who loved him grew up. I love how you're talking about like he's a musician. <laughs> he was a musician. <laughs> he just fell off and then he never... <laughs> he was a musician, actually. Have you not seen the episodes where they're in the music room? Even when they brought in that bleeding caboose, I was like, no, it's too far. What? Caboose? Who's caboose? The new caboose. Who are you? Is that a character? Like, no, caboose. The caboose is like... Oh, I thought you were talking about because it was a character they brought in. I remember everyone hated. Oh, that was like the new one because uh, BJ and Baby Bop were my guys. Oh, that's it. Yeah. No, we loved. No, them. they're the characters that I remember. But then there was another one that everyone hated. There was an orange one. Yes, yes. It was BJ's cousin, oh, yeah. and he was mad annoying. Like no one, I tell you why. But I used to be a Barney super fan. <laughs> Evan is dying right now. <laughs> like, I genuinely haven't thought about this show in years, but I can still <laughs> tell you everything about it. Like, I loved it. And, and he used to eat pumpernickel bread. <laughs> that was his favorite bread, pumpernickel bread. Because <laughs> I used to ask my mom if we could have pumpernickel bread. She's like, no. <laughs> Have you had it since? I've never had <laughs> But I just know that that was Barney's bread of choice. <laughs> <laughs> I I love it, but I'm not here for it. No one just show kids the old and they'll, they'll still enjoy it. Fair. I mean, I said this. I showed, Remember I showed you the Rugrats reboot? Yeah. And how awful they looked? No, I'm not here for that either. Don't that get me started. Just keep it the same. <laughs> yeah, just no, like just write a new script. Yeah. Get more child actors <sighs> who will turn out to be superstars, i.e. Demi and Selena. Selena. 
Okay, so we're going to move on. So maybe her baby will enjoy the Bernie reboot. Uh, we're of course, talking about Rihanna, who's just announced her second pregnancy after her amazing Super Bowl show. We all predicted that she would announce a tour on album, but no, we are, we're getting a second baby. However, Rihanna is on the cover of British Vogue, and she says she wants to drop her ninth studio album this year. She said, like, honestly, it'd be ridiculous if it's not this year, but I just want to have fun. I just want to make music and make videos. I thought you were going to say, make babies. Make babies. They're doing that. Well, more power to her. I hope she does get to release an album at least this year. Mm-hmm. But um, I was like doing the maths. Her, ba- her baby she had back in like May or whatever. Yeah. Like eight months old or something. And then what? She's like about four months pregnant? Yeah. Or like eight or nine months old. Yeah. It's like, it's like 10 months to have a baby. So I'm like, girl. There's a term for that. It's called something twins. Irish twins. Is it Irish twins? Yeah. Are you sure? 100%. Who's an Irish twin? My mom's an Irish twin. Okay. Why are they called Irish twins? Because we were popping them out back in the day. No, I do. I, I genuinely, like, no, I could be wrong in this. It is definitely called Irish twins, but I think it might be from, like, the famine times or something. Okay. Or around that, you know, like when people like, or like when Ireland was really poor and women had loads of babies to get like benefits and stuff. Yeah. I do genuinely think it was from that because like even my mom's from like, there's like seven of them, but like five of them are like nearly all like, they're no more than two years apart. Yeah. Like my mom and her sister, my mom's fourth born, her sister's second born and there's legitimately a year and two days between them. Okay. Yeah, my mom's a tw- or like three days. My mom's the twenty fourth of December, nineteen sixty one, and my auntie's the twenty fifth of December, nineteen sixty two. Yeah. Okay. So you just gave you just gave your mom's date of birth. Yeah, they don't know her name. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I can't find her. Like, well, they could if they followed me. Well, no, yeah, you're all predicting an album or a tour or just no announcement, just a performance. But we're getting a baby. So yeah, but pregnancy is never as exciting <laughs> for these celebs. Yeah, but though, what about well, no one cared about Kylie, Kylie's baby. Yeah, when Kylie was preg- pregnant with air, pregnant with air. <laughs> but no, um, oh, apparently Irish twins, twins is rare slang and offensive. Okay, well, there I knew I knew something was wrong. It's not offensive. It sounds offensive. It's not. Irish twins. Either a pair of siblings born less than 12 months apart, especially if born within the same calendar year or school year, or born one year apart. Okay. Yeah. The 1800s it originated as a way to poke fun at Irish Catholic immigrant families who didn't have access to birth control. So this is pop news with a history lesson on the side. Yeah, and these are welcome because we're Irish, so it's legit. Well, I say I live in the moment. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> they became known as Irish twins, but it can also be known as Catholic twins or Dutch twins. So Catholic twins, welcome. that's the one I'm familiar with. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that one's a bit offensive, but I don't think Irish twins is. I think Catholic twins is worse. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Catholic twins is way worse. 
Okay, so we're going to move on from this twin discussion and talk about, well, they're not twins, but they are a pair. And I'll let you introduce them, Katie. Okay, everybody. So I'm trying to get into my notes because I'd like to write this down. So if you're not new here, you know that myself and Evan have a tendency to fight like cat and dog in a loving way. And if you are new, welcome. But this week, we will be chatting about another cute and quirky duo that have it out for each other, but love each other, really. Yes, that's right. If you haven't guessed it, this week, we will be talking about the one and only and ever-loved Tom and Jerry. So, Evan, what is your history with Tom and Jerry? So, history with Tom and Jerry, it was uh, very like one of those Saturday morning cartoons, Mm. always on the TV. Uh, Boomerang was on repeat back in the day Cartoon Network as well yeah so always on the TV and I think I had like a VHS kids mm. um <laughs> Google what this is if you don't know yeah, uh, yeah. a VHS of like I think like two of the cartoons and I think it was like two of the Looney Tunes ones as well yeah so yeah and I used to like have to rewind them all the time and like you know play that so yeah it's always just been I've always known what it is I've always loved it I've always watched it and yeah, we'll get into my thoughts later. But yeah, that's my history with Tom and Jerry. What's yours? Yeah, mine's very similar of like, I remember watching it like just with it randomly come on like RTE while I was watching it, especially on a Saturday morning. I feel like it was one of those things that was always on really early in the morning. Yeah. Like even on a weekday, it'd be on really early. And I I have, as I we can see right now, I am wearing a Tom and Jerry um like Udi if because that was my on brand that Evan mentioned that stuff yeah episode. Yep. I am wearing a big huge uh Tom and Jerry Udi that my friend got me for Christmas and she got me socks as well and with Tom and Jerry on them. Oh love. Yeah. I love Tom like I have I feel like through my life I've had a lot of Tom and Jerry memorabilia and I've always really liked them but like I'd only ever watch it. I never saw it out as a child, you know? Yeah, you wouldn't. No, so that's my history. Okay, so um, so I discovered that uh, the episodes that we watched of Tom and Jerry were not full episodes. They were small little sketches of Tom yeah. and Jerry. So I've uh, taken two sketches that I found from Tom mm-hmm. and Jerry, and I'm going to recap both of them. So this is the first sketch. Mm-hmm. So Tom is chasing Jerry, and they end up at a dog pound and run away. So Tom runs away and hides behind a tree. Jerry is chilling on top of Spike, a bulldog. Uh, Tom sees a pet shop and decides to disguise himself as a dog with a dog head mannequin. Um, Tom sneaks uh, through the gate and the mannequin dog head comes off. Spike sees Tom and disguises himself again. So then Jerry barks and taunts Tom. Tom chases Jerry and wakes up Spike. Tom hides under a big dog and gets caught in his collar. Tom hides in a barrel and Jerry is in there. So they're, as they're looking out, Jerry runs and hides inside a dog's fur. The chase goes on until Spike sees a headless Tom and screams. Uh, one of the dogs sees Tom and, and growls and he hides. So Tom anticipates Jerry's arrival, but he ends up grabbing Spike by the ears. Tom wrestles with Spike, who now has him in his mouth. So Jerry's on the back of a large wiener dog. Uh, so then Tom gets the mannequin head back, but he keeps hiding his face from Spike. Then Tom tries to hit Jerry with a mallet, but ends up hitting his own head. Jerry pops out of the mannequin head with the sign that says, yes, it's a stupid cat. 
Spike gets mad and chases Tom uh, and the other dogs follow suit. Then Tom hides at the top of a flagpole and Jerry distracts him uh, with barks as he has the mannequin head on him. So in sketch number two, uh, it's uh, it's the circus and Baby Seal is busting out of his cage. Jerry is awake in the morning and uh, he tries to go for a swim but lands on Baby Seal's head. Baby Seal tells Jerry he ran away from the circus and they form a friendship. Baby Seal asks for a fish and Jerry steals one from Tom's plate. Tom wakes up to find his fish is alive and dancing but Jerry is in fact hiding behind it. So Jerry accidentally reveals himself as Tom's applauding and then Tom and chases after Jerry. Tom tries to get back, uh, get the fish back but Baby Seal has taken it. So Baby Seal and Jerry play tricks on Tom. So there's a news announcement on the radio about Baby Seal being lost and the mention of a $10,000 reward. Tom sees Baby Seal as a money bag and wants to return him to the circus. So Tom and Jerry bag him up and Jerry runs away. Baby Seal breaks free and hides on the roof and flees. So Tom follows him and gets hurt and now they're chasing each other on telephone wires. Jerry comes out with a glass of water and Baby Seal lands in it and runs off with, with Jerry. Tom lands in the glass of water, however he does not end up, he doesn't get out. Then Tom cuts up a tire and puts on a leather outfit. Uh, Baby Seal and Jerry are playing. Tom crushes Jerry and pretends to be a seal in order to get Baby Seal's attention. Tom tries to get Baby Seal to follow the ball and Tom ends up getting snatched by a man with the net and is taken to the circus. So Tom is performing at the circus and enjoys the applause until he is hit with the fish. And then that is the end of the second sketch. And that was my recap of Tom and Jerry. So let's get into a discussion. It was really fun. Um, I feel like this is like the perfect show for me because they're like such short little snippets. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, I was like, oh, I could watch loads of these. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was really fun watching the back. And like, obviously, I knew that there was no talking in Tom and Jerry. Yeah. Like, inherently, I did know that. But then when I first started watching it again, and then I realized that it was, there was no dialogue, I was like, oh, yeah. Like, I just forgot. Yeah. I didn't really expect them to speak to each other. I don't know why it was like such a like a oh yeah moment in my head, but it was. Um, but yeah, no, I really like. I enjoy it. I really do enjoy it. Yeah, I think it's good. Like, and I think the music is really good in it, and like the sound effects. Um, I just think it's brilliant. It's very old timey. I really, I really love that element about it. It is, but it's. I feel like it's even like old for us. Oh yeah, it's 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 actually it recently turned eighty three. Wow! The entire Tom and Jerry franchise. That's mental. Like that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it was. It's really good. Like, um, I feel like I'm trying to look it up. Like, yeah, they've changed the animation, but not much. Yeah, I was gonna say, have you seen the more recent Tom and Jerry movie? No. It came out about two years ago. It kind of didn't get a big release due to the pandemic. But I actually really enjoy it. Like, it, it, they didn't change the animation. So in that film, it's like live action. But, like, the, the animals are all animated. And they're all, like, 2D, kind of like Space Jam. Ah. So it's actually, it is actually really good if you haven't watched it. I, I, rem- I, haven't, I haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. But 
I I'm looking at the poster now and I actually do remember seeing about it. Yeah, mm. but the I don't think the animation's changed that much though. No, I think it's just cleaner. Yeah, it's just like more modern, but it hasn't like they still look exactly like Tom and Jerry. Yeah. You'd know exactly who they were. I actually remember I had a book about that, like a Tom and Jerry book, but it was a puzzle book. Yeah. So like it was a big, it was about that ticket and it was a big cardboard book and it had like a story about Tom and Jerry written in it. But on every page, the picture was a puzzle. Oh, right. That you could take out the pieces and then puzzle the picture. Because it was a picture book, but it had a few words in it. And you could like put the puzzles and make a puzzle of the picture. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was really cool. I actually really liked it. And I used to like play with it all the time because I used to love puzzles when I was younger. Um, But yeah, I remember having a lot of like Tom and Jerry merch and like just generally loving them. Yeah. But yeah, now it is a good show. Like I think I do think it's um while it's like old timey and it's like it's like eighty-three years old, it still has relevance or like entertainment factor. Yeah. Like it has a solid um what's that word? Like foundation or yeah foundation like it would still yeah like no matter way like you can just change the animation slightly like just make it cleaner or like you know just put new like connotations on it like rather than what they had before because obviously there's so many episodes so yeah. you know but yeah it's really good and I like it brought me back to like when I was younger, like when he got the bo- the bunk on the head and his little bump came up. <laughs> yeah, that was always my favorite. Yeah, it was so good. And I actually remember the seal episode, and then I was watching it again. And I was like, oh yeah. Oh, baby seal is so cute. He is so cute. What do you think about Spike? I never liked him. Um, well, I used to be afraid of dogs when I was a child. I so think you were terrified. So I feel like I didn't really like him either, but I thought he was cute now. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Yeah, I don't know. I think because Tommy Jerry's Warner Brothers, I think Warner Brothers do the best cartoons, honestly. They, they have do. Looney Tunes, Scooby-Doo, Tom and Jerry. They have like all the best stuff. I remember watching Tom and Jerry between Looney Tunes. Like I think it would come on between episodes. Yeah. yeah or maybe, it, it, am I right in thinking that? Yeah, no, you're right. I remember that on Boomerang. Yeah. Yeah. God, Boomerang was a vibe. Yeah, I didn't have like Boomerang at all for a long time. So I was never really like in on it. Yeah. But I do remember watching a little bit of it. My nanny actually would have would have had Boomerang before I would have had it. Yeah. So I watch it in her house. Do you have anything else to say? Uh, I feel like I do. It's just not going to the forefront of my brain. Mm. Um, yeah. Now I really just, I really enjoyed watching it. It just kind of took me back, and I just think I wish this was like on. Well, I think we're watching TV in a different way now, but um, yeah. I think it was. I wish it was more like. I mean, it's still relevant, but I wish this kind of iteration of Tom and Jerry was kind of more prevalent in like mainstream media. Yeah. Yeah, 
Because I think kids should de- definitely be watching this. So do I, because, like, you don't have to focus on any dialogue. Like, it's literally just, like, watch it. It's not long, and, you know, I feel like it's good for, like, their creativity and stuff. Yeah, no, definitely. Because, like, you could, like, make little voices over them to, like, what they're saying to each other if you wanted, like, and it is really good, and it gives creative ideas, and I think, like, um, it's definitely, like, cartoons of that era and of when we were younger definitely helped in our imaginations and stuff Mm -hmm. so I just feel like a lot of kids these days don't have good imaginations not really it's kind of being destroyed by the likes of like TikTok and stuff like that and and just yeah just like everything's just kind of all the entertainment that they have is just handed to them like yeah. They don't have to sit in a room and, like, make up a game. They have yeah. switches and tablets and, like, you know, we used to have a book and four walls. And... I actually remember, you just reminded me, I think I had, like, a Tom and Jerry Connect the Dots book. Ah, That would be their faces, but you, it would, like, you'd have to draw, like, the outline of their heads and stuff. Yeah. See, that helped our, our imagination and our motor skills. It did. It did. I just love cartoons and classic cartoons. And I was trying to see, like, because it's so old, I was trying to see, oh, was there anything that kind of... I don't want to ruin it for you, but there might have been some dodgy things that kind of maybe, like, fly today. So I've looked up here. So like many animated cartoons from the 1930s to the 1950s, Tom and Jerry featured racial stereotypes after explosions. For example, characters with uh, blasted faces would resemble stereotypical black uh, characters with large lips and bow-tied hair. Perhaps the most controversial element of the show was the character Mammy Two-Shoes, a poor black maid who was speaking stereotypical, and okay, I didn't write this, this says black scent. Joseph uh, Barbera, who was responsible for these gags, claimed that they did not reflect his racial opinion. They were just reflecting what was common in society and cartoons at that time were meant to be humorous. Today, the blackface gags are often censored when these shots are aired. They don't well, still get aired, good. do they? I'd say it still gets aired, yeah. I'd say it's on one of them mad channels, like Pop or something. <laughs> oh Remember? my God. Yeah, I know. I'm just a blast from the past today, am I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with but, the Bernie the content. The uh, I shot myself with that, but yeah, I never did mm. Oh my god, okay, so in the 1960s shorts feature Mammy Two Shoes were reanimated in part by Chuck Jones, Tima, MGM alongside their work with newer entries. Okay, so they've che- they've edited it, have they? I'd say so, yeah. At the start of the 2005 uh, DVD Tom and Jerry Spotlight Collection Volume 2 uh, a disclaimer by actress and comedian Whoopi Goldberg Warned hmm. viewers asked about the potential of potentially offensive material in, in cartoons. Goldberg's disclaimer emphasizes that the racial and ethnic stereotypes present in the shorts were wrong then and were wrong today. Barring a phrase used by the disclaimers done for the Warner Brothers Looney Tunes Golden Collection DVD set. Why do you think they got away with it? What do you mean back in like, the day? Yeah. Because of racism. Okay. Very blunt. <laughs> no, but like, <laughs> who's gonna stop it back in the day? No one. Yeah, no one. Yeah. 
like what 1940s to 1950s sure like i'm not saying racism has stopped oh my god it's about to be like oh yeah no it, it definitely stopped until but i i mean like what i meant was like institutionalized and like absolutely like like barbaric racism mm. like didn't it it wasn't a word back then it wasn't like do you know it wasn't a conversation so i think they got away with it until everybody realized oh that's not okay yeah do you know what i mean yeah so like even like on if like disney plus if you go to i think some things i think like dumbo's one and i think peter pan's another one there's mm. a disclaimer um at the start of those movies yeah saying um basically saying i don't know exactly what it says being like this was made at such and such a time these were wrong then it's wrong now you know enter your yeah. address basically which is good you should have those disclaimers and we should have those disclaimers and i do think it's good to have like that they're not just like taken away and i know this is going to sound fucking mental but what i'm saying is because it shows the growth that we have yeah that, like this was put out there in the media and people did like people did think it was okay but Mm -hmm. now we're showing you this and now we're teaching you that this wasn't okay then and it's not okay now but they're still not taking away that piece of some people's childhood yeah because at the end of the day a lot of this stuff does like not the racist bits but the things as a whole hold nostalgia for people yeah and you can't just take away someone's nostalgia but you can't tell them that their nostalgia is not okay yeah you get what i mean no i do get what you mean like you can like even i was only looking at a video today about like sitcom episodes that were banned and there were a good few ones like sitcoms i I've watched and probably you've watched. Yeah, that had blackface in them. Like I think, and had th- those episodes were banned and are still banned and should be banned. And and uh, that's fine. And it definitely in sitcoms because it's actually people doing like it. live action. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm not saying the cartoons are okay, and if they're gonna be censored, look censor them. That's fine. I'm not gonna sit there and be like, don't censor them. It's got it's quite like in a sense the fairy tale of New York debacle. Yeah. Of people being like, it's only war, and you know all that stuff, oh, and then, oh, but then it's like, yeah, but it's not the right word. So, it is. It's there is a fine line. Yeah, and I do think that like live action is definitely you're crossing the line when you when you're letting an actor portray mm-hmm. like blackface and and doing like um a stereotypical black accent for instance yeah. I'm just in the I'm not saying you know um but being a stereotypical like ethnic character when that person is obviously not of that ethnicity is not okay yeah and I don't think that back in the day that the cartoons even meant to be was, as racist as they are now yeah, i'm yeah. sure there was bits that it would they thought it was funny because they obviously grew up say what it was 
the 1930s they were probably born in the 1900s sure we're only coming out of a lot of really really bad stuff and we're still in a lot of really bad stuff back then yeah some of these people could have been 40 right in the show yeah and that means they would have been born in like 1890 yeah do you know so like in in that sense i think it was just like I don't know, even like growing up the way people our age would would have used like gay to be funny. Yeah. But now we're like, no, you can't do that. So mm-hmm. now people don't do that. So I think that I just think that's what was happening in the cartoons. They just thought that was funny humor. But now it's not. So but it never you, was. Never was. So do you think Tom and Jerry can be an educational tool in that sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. Even the Disney Plus stuff and all that saying. Like, look, this isn't this isn't right, but we're showing you that this was the way culture and and society was. But now look at the way we are, and now look at the dialogue we have, yeah. and now look at all the progress we've made mm-hmm. in all these years. So I really do think it could be used as an educational tool. Okay, yeah. So then I'm gonna ask you. So, is there any piece of like Tom and Jerry media that you remember? specifically not in terms of like this is this subject just like in like something that you would have maybe it's like even just these little shorts or maybe it's one of the other like series or spin-offs or movies that do you remember anything from the tom and jerry franchise anything that sticks out in your mind just just the shorts but just the shorts yeah yeah no i think the short yeah but i mean that that's all i would remember as well i mean i think i've seen the 1990s and the movie the merch, yeah. I mean, yeah. Warner Brothers capitalize on everything. They As do. they should. They have the best media. They do. Yeah. But no, like, honestly, the only thing I remember about Tom and Jerry is the shorts, mm-hmm. um, the merch, mm-hmm. and, like, little, like, memes, if people make memes out of them. Yeah. And their influence, actually, every time I think of tom and jerry i think of itchy and scratchy i was gonna bring up itchy and scratchy <laughs> yeah every time even watching this i just think of itchy and scratchy because it yeah. i was heavily influenced yeah no that is true uh, i'm gonna see if there was any kind of issue i feel like there was some sort of legal issue around that was there i don't know i feel like it might be i know that it's definitely based on itchy and scratchy that Tom Itchy and Scratchy is based off of Tom and Jerry. And Jerry. But uh, yeah, like you can't deny it. You can't be like, no. Like, obviously it is. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine trying to be like, no, it's not. I feel like you're are you okay? It is. <laughs> yeah. But obviously Itchy and Scratchy was way more violent. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I I thought this. I remember Tom and Jerry being way more violent, but then I'm like, was I thinking about Itchy and Scratchy? No, like Tom and Jerry was violent in a sense, but they didn't blow each other's head. Oh, maybe they did. (laughs) There was dynamite involved, I know that. Yeah, there was dynamite involved. But Mm then, did we ever see blood in Tom and Jerry? Because we definitely saw blood and Itchy and Scratchy when their heads (laughs) were chopped off. And then we'd be squirting now. I love how this has become a versus battle. <laughs> it hasn't. I'm just saying. But like that's the kind of influence that this show has had. Like that it's influencing mm-hmm. other shows mm-hmm. to do like 
spin-offs technically like spin-offs within the show of itchy and scratchy because even itchy and scratchy became their own entity at one point that yeah no they definitely have yeah uh yeah so i don't know if i have any more to say i don't i recommend if you haven't seen it the 2021 tom and jerry movie i actually thought it was very good Okay. Uh-huh. So it's on Prime. If you haven't seen it, watch it. And if you love it, because if you're a true Tom and Jerry fan, you will love it. Okay. Okay. So next up, I'm going to talk about the success and legacy of Tom and Jerry. Mm-hmm. So uh, Tom and Jerry is not just a series of shorts. It is an entire franchise. So there have been uh, four series of shorts, including Tom and Jerry's Funhouse and Cartoon Network's Tom and Jerry. They have a number of television shows, full-length television shows, The Tom and Jerry Show, The Tom and Jerry Comedy Show, Tom and Jerry Kids, Tom and Jerry Tales, The Reboot of The Tom and Jerry Show, Tom and Jerry Special Shorts, Tom and Jerry in New York, and Tom and Jerry Time. There have been 17 Tom and Jerry films and two theatrical releases. That includes two theatrical releases and 15 direct-to-DVD films. So Tom and Jerry has garnered merchandise, video games, books, toys, you name it. Mm-hmm. And surprised to find out, Tom and Jerry have actually won seven Academy Awards for Best Animated Short Film between the years 1940 to 1958. Hmm. So they're Oscar winners, Tom and Jerry. Wow. Good guys. Good job. Good job, Tom and Jerry. Thomas and Jennifer. I don't know. <laughs> actually, when I went to search earlier, I I wrote in Ben and Jerry. Ben. <laughs> Like the ice cream. Okay, so next up, uh, I'm gonna go all Jerry on this Tom. It's time for a pop quiz. Did it? Did it? Oh, wrong one. <laughs> we need a bell. We need like a bell, like a school bell. I need to. Sa- I need to get a soundboard. I need to invest. Ding ding ding. Ding ding. ding. <laughs> That's a boxing <laughs> bell. <laughs> it could be a school bell too. Unless you went to school in the Fight Club, we don't talk about. It. Um, so yeah, so 10 questions uh, for Katie, all about Tom and Jerry. Katie, are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. So question one is true or false. Tom's full name is Thomas Cat. True. That is true. Mm. Question two, what is the name of the bulldog? Shit, you literally just had the name. Same name as the dog from Rugrats. Spike? Yep. <laughs> Question three. This is multiple choice. So Jerry and a friend once did what to the kitchen floor? They flooded it with water and froze it to ice skate. They put lights in the floorboards to make it dance floor. They waxed it so Tom would slip. Or they painted it red to match the ceiling. I want to go with A. Uh, It is A. Yeah, I feel like I remember that. I remember them ice skating. (laughs) So question four, this is multiple choice as well. Um, what was the name of Tom's girlfriend? Was it Trixie, Toodles, Tori, or Tina? Tori? No. Oh, it was Toodles. Oh, Toodles. Love that. Question five. Uh who was the character Tyke? Who was Tyke? Yeah. I don't know. Think of it. Okay. Do you need a hint? Yeah. Okay. So, um, who's it? What was the name of the bulldog again? Spike. 
Yeah, think about it. Another dog? Okay, but he was... <laughs> he was the son of Spike. <laughs> think about a little tyke. That's what I'm thinking of. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, trying, I was like, how do I say this? <laughs> <laughs> Question six. What item of clothing did Mammy Two-Shoes always wear? An apron. It is an apron. Yeah, I remember that. Question seven. This is multiple choice. Mm. Which of these is not a real title of a Tom and Jerry movie? Okay. Tom and Jerry, The Fast and the Furry. <laughs> Tom and Jerry, <laughs> Meet Sherlock Holmes. Tom and Jerry, Saturday Night Fever. Or Tom and Jerry, Back to Oz. Oh, that's a really hard one. It is really hard. <laughs> oh, I feel like this is wrong, but I feel like it's The Fast and the Furry. <laughs> So it's actually Tom and Jerry Saturday Night Fever. That's not a real Tom and Jerry movie. Is it not? I, I can picture that. The Fast and the Furry is, Meet Sherlock Holmes is, Back to Oz is, look at these Tom and Jerry directed DVD films. They're absolutely crazy okay, titles. Okay. But okay. I want to watch some of them. Question eight. We already know this. What Simpsons characters are based off Tom and Jerry? It is great. Yeah. <laughs> Question nine. Which character ran away from the circus? Seal. Yep. Baby seal. Baby seal. Question 10. I, this can be multiple choice if you want. Which film studio owns the rights to Tom and Jerry? Mm, MGM. Okay. I'll actually give you a point for that. I said it's Warner Brothers, but it's Warner Brothers and MGM. I was going to say Warner Brothers, but then I was like, shit, is Warner Brothers the studio or is it MGM the studio? Well, I'll, give you, I'll actually give you that. Okay, so it's Warner Brothers and MGM. Okay, okay. Okay, so you got seven out of ten. That's really good. Thanks. That was a hard quiz to put together as well. Yeah, I was like, how are you going to do that? <laughs> well, you did. So we Managed to do it. Um, so next up, we're going to put Tom and Jerry on our pop scale. We ranked them out of five based on how much we like them and their place in pop culture. Katie, what do you give Tom and Jerry? I'm going to give them a four. Mm-hmm. They deserve it. They're still relevant, like in a sense of like, I feel like any kid could sit down and watch this. Like it's funny, it's outrageous, it's it's like entertaining. Um, and I just think it's great. So yeah, solid four. What about you? I'm gonna give it a four as well. Okay. Same reason. I think if they're still relevant, they're still going. I think there might be another Tom and Jerry live action movie, hopefully. Oh. Um it might be in the works. I feel like I'm just preempting that. Or just even just watch the latest movie. Even the latest movie just shows how still relevant they are. Um, I think any kid can look at this and enjoy it. I think it's just timeless. I think it's just really good comedy. And yeah, I really love Tom and Jerry. Yeah, I really love them too. So next up, we're going to talk about what's popping, meaning what we're enjoying in terms of pop culture. Katie, what's popping with you? Oh, God, I don't even know. I don't even remember what I'd be doing in my week. Like... I know, I'm the same. I'm like, what did I do? What did I watch? What are the things? What are the things? I don't think there are, are any. Um, I started listening to te- like a new podcast for me. Mm-hmm. I was listening to <laughs> it's not really great, but it is it's a good podcast, but um Spencer and Vogue. I was in work today because I love my therapist goes to me. Yeah. Do you know there's a few shows that are on in the gaiety? Yeah, they're sold out though. Oh, 
I was, look, I was only looking at Ticketmaster to hit them, and I was like, why didn't I know this was a thing? Yeah, they are. They're definitely sold out, aren't they? Yeah. We'll have a look in a minute. I know, but I love them. Like, I love them so much. And I was listening to their podcast today, and then I was listening to all my usuals that come out on a Wednesday and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I, I had them saved for ages, but, like, I just hadn't watched them yet or listened to them. And, yeah, it was actually all right, but I don't think I'd be listening to it too much. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Saving Grace podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, she's actually over in Ireland now too. Oh, Grace Barry, yeah. Yeah, Grace Barry. Um, what else? I don't know. I finished New Girl. Yeah. This week. Yeah. So I suppose that was popping with me. And High School Musical. I made Kevin watch High School Musical for the first time. I thought you said the musical. I was like, finally. No. We were talking about that though because he was asking me questions about one. I was like, "Do you think I have watched this?" Because I haven't. <laughs> so, stop asking me questions. I'm like, oh my god, no, ask Evan. <laughs> like genuinely, because <laughs> I'm a girl. So why do you think I've watched it? Because I haven't. Okay. <laughs> you already sent me sent me to an early grave one of these days. <laughs> 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 you come in with this shit. That's so shocking. <laughs> I just I'm gonna laugh myself today. <laughs> I just I was being I was actually being very serious. <laughs> <laughs> you think no. I watch this? <laughs> I I did say that though. I was like, do you think I've watched this? Because I just I just haven't like um but one day she will. I will one day because I have to answer his questions now. <laughs> <laughs> so he's left me no choice. Um but yeah, other than that, there's nothing really popping with me. I think there's a new trash thing on Netflix about all the people that have been on dating shows. Okay. Netflix. <laughs> Right. So I'm gonna probably watch that. What's been popping with you? Okay, so uh, I didn't enjoy it as much as I thought I would, but it's season four, part one of you. Oh. Um, but I'm really excited for part two of it. It's out on March 9th. But yeah, uh, I really like the TV show. But I mean, it was popping, but to an extent, I would say. Mm. Uh, let's see what else. Um, I have to like look at my phone every time. I don't so, even look on my phone. I just make it up. Yeah. Still girl meets world. Really like that. And then I'm gonna I've been listening I was listening to a lot of Haim at the weekend. You know Haim? Mm. Yeah, love Haim. And then just uh, a lot of my podcast, Colin Adult, Sofa Cinema Club, Flop Culture, Wizards of Waverly Pod. Mm. Uh, just a bunch of different things. Yeah. Nothing really new, I guess, except for you. But yeah, nothing really like extremely new. Yeah. No, well, we should, we should really like get on the ball with this. But like, I don't know, I don't really do a lot in terms yeah. of pop culture. That's fair. So, you know, even a throwback is fun. Yeah, that's true. But like, uh, but I don't watch anything. Like, yeah. So I'm like, I have nothing to throw back to. No, that's fair. Okay, <laughs> so. <laughs> So, Katie, where can the people find us? People can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Make It a Popcast. 
You can give us a little review on Apple Podcasts and a rating on Spotify if you so wish. We would really appreciate it. And also, if your family and friends need something new to listen to, send them our way. They can find us anywhere they get their podcasts. Yeah, so that was our episode on Tom and Jerry, and you'll hear from us next week. Goodbye!